Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome into Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. No Mike Lynch. This is the final day without Mike Lynch here, the hardest working man at 1080, supposedly. Uh, he is. <laughs> honestly, that that man is overworked. It used to be dusty. Much uh, much needed vacation for Mike visiting his family out in Joyzy, and uh, Patrick said that he had to take care of the beers on us podcast himself. Oh, Still no. had to call Mike though for help. I had to call Mike on like Monday or Tuesday to get uh, Jason Quick's phone number. And the funny thing about that was when I asked him, I was like, "Hey, do you have his number?" Um, I just need to text him, see if he can come on, or if you want to shoot him a text real quick. And Mike's like, "Oh no, I'll, I'll give you that number. I'm I'm not gonna yeah, deal no, with that." Yeah. When, when when Lynch <laughs> is gone, he's gone. Like he he doesn't listen. I don't think he's ever listened to a show that I've hosted when he's not here. Right? Like you know, I'm seriously like sometimes I'll like check in. It's like, hey man, just want to see how Lynch is doing. You know, on his own real fast, or you know, yeah. to see how the show's going. Lynch does not give an f about you know what I mean how the show is going when he's not here i think that's an appropriate uh approach to vacation no yeah completely disconnect from your job yeah i'll I turn my phone off <laughs> i'll change the number for about a week go to a nokia burner phone or something something like that toss it in the trash after snake. a day yeah uh so mike will be back tomorrow on prime time producing in his uh normal slot and uh things will be back normal for him but today it's going to be Myself running things. Rashad's going to be the two. We got uh, plenty to talk about today. Uh, playoff series going on between the Blazers. Plenty of other playoff series going on. Um, but I wanted to tell you what happened the other night, Wednesday night, Rashad. And I got caught in the middle of Uh-oh. the protests. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something totally different. Not by choice, even though Isaac and Souk said that of, out of all people at the station that I would be most likely to go to the protests. And I said, uh, 
probably would be the case if I didn't have my son. I would probably be down there, see what's popping. I remember long time ago, like 10, you know, in high school, I used to say, you know, I want to be in a riot. I think that would be insane. And I think I meant more so a sports riot, you know, like if a team wins or something like that, because I guess that's the only acceptable form of a riot, burning cars for the sake of your team winning which is, a championship. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Which is ridiculous. Like, the Cubs won the championship. Let's burn down a building. <laughs> what? Well, I remember, uh, and I think what stemmed from it was uh, when the Vancouver Canucks lost the Stanley Cup. Do you remember that? I do. It was a game seven, I'm pretty sure, against the Boston Bruins. And uh, I'm pretty sure in that game they got creamed, too. Like, it was like 5-1, 6-1, something. Like, they just did not show up. So, appropriately appropriately so, um, Canadian hockey fans, they went off. They set their city ablaze. (laughs) And I don't think I've ever seen that in uh, any sport where a team loses their championship game. And they take to the streets and riot. No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> which, which, you know, especially in in Vancouver, being in Canada, yeah, and I, I can imagine why they they went crazy. Like, hockey is not a sport there; it's a religion. It's it's really something that like you live and breathe, and it's it's secondary to almost nothing else in Canada. So that makes like baseball is not secondary to anything here in America. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's on the list of, of fun stuff of great stuff, but you know, unless you're Mike Lynch, like there's not a lot of people <laughs> that, you know, and mind you, there's tons of baseball fans and everything, but I don't know if, I mean, if the, the Mariners lose every year, like Seattle's beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I don't think anybody's really, really frustrated about, you know, their team's not winning. It's when, I guess it's when the, you know, the winning part, like, turns into the big ride. Like, that's the part I don't understand. Like, go throw a party. Like, why are you burning cars? The, I go, guess. Go get drink some beers or, you know what I'm saying, do some lines. Do, do something. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, t- turning cars over and burning cop cars and burning buildings. Like, this stuff that's happening with the protest now is, you know, far beyond any sports. This is, this is craziness, you know, that's happening downtown. And that's not even, like. People have missed the point completely. Well, yeah, exactly. They've jumped the shark on it a little bit, I would say. It's just something to do now. Yeah. Um, and uh, how I got stuck in the middle of the protest the other night was Wednesday night. I was leaving here after the hot corner. And as I'm uh, pulling out of the driveway, I go by because the ICE building, the Immigration's Customs Enforcement building, is just like a block down from ours, from our parking lot. Um, if you've listened to this station over the last few years, you might remember us giving updates and talking about the the ice protests when they basically made a huge entire camp on the railroad tracks right next to it. Um, there weren't any trains running on the railroad tracks, so that's why they posted up there. But um, so I was leaving the other night and I was pulling out of the parking lot and going up the road and I noticed a small conglomerate of people, like six people grouped together. There were some other people across the street and they were in the in the wardrobe you know all black face masks they had their helmets and stuff like that and i said okay well this is interesting what's okay and so then i did like a loop around the block so that way i could get a picture because i wanted to send it to dirt and sprague and isaac and Sook. and i was like i think uh i think we might get the ice protest part two here beware beware tomorrow when you come into work and as i made that circle around the block i heard the drums from down the street coming Mm -hmm. from like South waterfront by OHSU and slowly approaching. And so 
once I got the picture, I had to loop back around. And then that's when I got stuck behind the group and cars and traffic and everything. And I was then stuck there for another like 20 minutes or so. Heavens no. <laughs> Heavens no. I'd be ready. Nope. As I'm trying to like pull up to the, the road to turn right to leave, that's not happening. They, they end up directing traffic over there. And I even rolled out. I'm like, I'm just trying to like turn right. And then I don't think it's going to happen, man. I'm like, really? I'm just trying to get home. And he's like, it's going to be a lot more trouble than it's worth trying to move everyone. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'm clearly not going to drive through these people because we've seen what happens when that, you know, even if I'm down for the cause, if I pull something like that, trying to nudge my car through the crowd, that might end up. It will be Vancouver Canucks (laughs) all over your car. Exactly. Exactly. I still got to pay a little bit of that off to my sister. All right. So that thing is uh, I I need the Corolla. All right. But um, yeah, I got stuck right in the middle of it. And then sure enough, in a matter of just like minutes, there was a grip of people over there. Um, Same thing happened over there as it does downtown. And from what I understand, that was like the only night that they have gone over to the ice building. But um, yeah, like you said, I think it's something to do. Yeah, it's it's. And they're right. Run, they're running out of ideas, and they're just like, "Well, damn." So uh, yeah, it's people going we, out there now just for just for problems. What do you we know, j- What do we do issues. now? Uh, to the ice building, yeah, go! I guess you know. Like, Onward. I guess I'm not sure who's leading these, uh, quote unquote, peaceful protests anymore. Yeah, but, uh, these things have gotten out of out of so far out of hand that nobody even really knows can even remember why. This stuff has happened. So. Yeah, I'm, it sucks that you got stuck between. Like, I, I'm at the point I don't even go downtown anymore. I don't even try. No, no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I was anywhere, anywhere near there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I can, I'll go this way. And I had like a coworker from the other job the other day. He went to like Ten Barrel, the rooftop, and got beers there. And I, of course, Pearl District's fine. You know, they're they're not tearing that oh, apart. Oh no, the Pearl is, <laughs> is is pristine. You know, for whatever reason, still. So, but um, I'm glad it is though, because like. Shoot, I want to go have a beer sometime. So, I mean, I'm glad some stuff is still up and standing. Well, there's point. my favorite taco truck is right downtown over by, um, I think it's off like a Fifth and Cooch or something like that. And, um, yeah, so I'm trying to trying to get my favorite tacos at some point here. So I think I'll make that that drive and just I think if you go hop, in the day, hop out, go yeah, in. If you go you know, in the day, you should be all good, you know. Get the pickup order. It's the evening where all the dirt is happening. Yeah. So, and also yeah. my it's not happening during the daytime. Have you ever been to Bay's fried chicken? Bay's like B A E? Yeah, literally like Bay. Like they spelt it like that. Then absolutely not. <laughs> right. That's that was my initial reaction. I'm like, really? Like who all right, who came up with that? Um, but that's right downtown over by Voodoo. Um, in the little alleyway there, I swear to God, man, that chicken sandwich is fire. Whether you get it regular or spicy, they got a really good chicken sandwich okay. down there. And I'm trying to get down there again too here soon because all right, Bay, yeah, we're gonna see what it is then. They and got if it, and if it's if it's not bad, if it's not good, Joe, I'm coming coming for you. No, I'm it's, sure it is. It's solid. I'm I also sure heard that uh, Basilisk. I, I've never been there, but they got a good uh, like spicy chicken sandwich. I'm trying to get like a authentic nashville chicken sandwich around here uh, which i don't think is possible <laughs> i'm sure it is somewhere you know someone on the text line couldn't let us know where they can find it but i'm almost you know you can go to get one from kfc <laughs> yeah, a little uh yeah, hey KFC i love the snackers the hot you know so you can put those dip those snackers in the nashville hot and <laughs> boom there you are i don't know uh how good their chicken quality is over there you the, know. the 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 nashville hot you know sauce is not bad 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Like, I mean, I've had it. It's 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 smoky. It's kind of spicy. It's like, man, I, it's not bad. Well, if anybody uh, out there listening has the hookup for a spicy Nashville hot chicken sandwich, please let me know because uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to find a legit one. Someone says all the carts are closed. I don't know if that's true. I've seen some nah, open carts. I don't nah, know if that's true. I mean, those some of those people that run those car those carts. It's like we're trying to make that money regardless of what's going on. So we're gonna stay open. I mean. I'm sure there are some that, yeah, close. I mean, the last time I went uh, down there to get those tacos was like a month or two, a month, month and a half ago, and some of them were closed, but La Harochita, man, they they keep turning out those tacos and burritos, man. I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know. I've been to a few carts. Now, now mind you, not as many downtown, but I was driving through, what, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, I did see a few carts open, so I don't know if they're probably closing at like four now. Though. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you got that chicken sandwich uh, hookup, the Nashville hot, then uh, please text in. Text line is 503-250-1080. If you want to interact with us about what we're talking about today. And also on Twitter, uh, Rashad is at TaylorMade503. That's correct. Which I love because that always brings me back to nostalgic early Wiz Khalifa days. Taylor right. made there. Taylor, yeah. Yep. And then uh, I'm, Taylor a, gang. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm Joe Fish 3 F-I-S-C-H on twitter so if you want to interact with us on there as well um man we got plenty of blazers to talk about today they go down 2-1 to the lakers so we'll probably spend a good amount of this first hour talking about the blazers the lakers lebron still dominant 17 years in what the blazers have to do if they can do anything to get back in this series and win it um i also want to bring up the first round of the playoffs and what we need to do with that um Earl Thomas might not be a Raven much longer after one year with the team. Um, we're going to do hate it or love it. We got plenty to talk about today on uh, Sports Sunday. So, again, text in, tweet at us, interact with us. And uh, coming up next, Blazers follow the Lakers in game three of the first round of the NBA playoffs. we get to that next on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday with Joe and Rashad today. Mike will be back next Sunday, but he'll be back tomorrow from Jersey, back on primetime. Hopefully he's uh, loaded up on uh, rum ham while he's there. Uh, I do have to read this text because it was absolutely hilarious to me. Um, Three weeks ago, I saw a black guy and a big dude that looked like Mike Lynch at uh, Cartlandia. And I was like, hey, I love Sports Sunday. The two guys are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Turns out it wasn't (laughs) you. And my wife was like, are you drunk? (laughs) What? Hey, man, thanks for listening. And if it was us, man, we would have, man, hey. We showed some love in return. Come say what's up. (laughs) Shake a hand or give a fist bump or an elbow, which is really awkward now. It's never been awkward to give handshakes. Ah, man. But now I'm so confused. Like, it's it's one of those things. Like, I'm so like, do I I shake or do I just give you a fist bump? Yeah. Now it's just automatically just lead in with the elbow. Like, what's good? How are you? Yeah. At the other job, I unfortunately deal with people a lot more than i'd like to but it is what it is want to make money you know have to 
Um, but yeah, I just don't even make an attempt at anything anymore. Just kind of give a head nod. Maybe I should start bowing like uh, Asian culture, <laughs> like showing signs of respect that way. I don't know. Um, but uh, LeBron and AD aren't showing any respect to the Lakers they or to the Blazers. They are just dominating the last couple of games. Um, LeBron has been much more aggressive. Uh, Blazers fall last night, 116 to 108 to the Lakers. LeBron goes off for 38 points, nearly gets a triple-double. Anthony Davis almost gets a triple-double. And uh, my, has the tune changed since uh, game one, Rashad? Yeah, I mean, I think the tune has changed because I think now you, you've seen a team that's, uh, they look different. And I think the main thing is um, they look they look kind of tired. They look gassed. Yep. You know, the Blazers have been in the playoffs for the past two weeks. <laughs> for real. You yeah. know, so they've had to win every game that they've played just to be in the situation to play against the Lakers in the first round. Like, they had to go six for uh, six for eight, you know, when they started the the restart. They had to beat Memphis in the play-in game to get there. They had to beat the Lakers in the first game to shut up Skip Bayless and all those guys. Like, they, you know, everything had to kind of fall in line for the Blazers to be here. And now I think you're looking at a team – that's just they're they're just gassed at this point, you know, and especially and you mentioned it, man, Yusuf Nurkic just hasn't looked like himself in the past couple of games. Not at all, no. You know, and 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 at not first, like how he looked in those eight games. No, no, yeah. of course not. And you know, like I've been saying, like this is this is like the start of a new season. And how many times have you seen teams? And that's why I was impressed with what Phoenix did, but like wasn't you know, over the top like a lot of other people, or even impressed with what the Blazers did, but wasn't, I mean, obviously want them to win because it's the hometown, but understanding that there's still a lot of holes in everything there. Like, how many times have you seen teams in whatever sport, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, start the season hot? They've won seven out of ten. They've won, you know, maybe nine in a row, and then they don't make the playoffs. It happens all the time. You know, I remember one year where it was like the seventh or eighth game of the season, and I want to say it was uh, 2007 or eight or something like that. And the Blazers started the season um, like 6-0. and And they were first place in the Western Conference. And I remember before the Blazer game started, like, you know, they showed a thing. Like, they, they, the Blazers were first place in the West. And everybody's like, yeah, go Blazers. <laughs> and then they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and it was always kind of like that happens all the time. So we're looking at a team now that may be just – taking a step back because there are still some holes there. Obviously, off, offensive rebounds are a big issue, and they just can't seem to – they don't have the bodies to go up. It's, Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic and Whiteside are a good kind of um, – I guess it's good a good opposition for um, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee over there. They kind of cancel each other out, right? I mean, and Nurkic is better than, you know, both of those guys over there, but – just big man to big man, those guys will kind of cancel each other out. What you can't cancel out is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Right. And their ability to rebound. And LeBron's ability to get seven, eight rebounds a game, offensive rebounds, or a couple of those. Anthony Davis has been one of the best rebounds in the league for his entire career at this point. So that's a big problem for the Blazers right now. I'm just seeing a team that's just that that just doesn't have it right now. And you hope that they find it. And really, they have to find it by tomorrow night. Yep, tomorrow's um, uh, what they call in the business a must-win. I mean, I, you go down three-one, it's over at that point. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna win three games in a row against this team. And um, you said it. Well, Nurkic is better offensively than Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, 
think you're seeing problems with the athleticism. Because, yeah, Hassan Whiteside, great uh, shot defender, uh, great at getting boards. But I think you can make the case that Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee have a little bit more ups to them. They have a little bit more athleticism. It seems like Nurkic sometimes, uh, regardless of uh, injury or not, can barely jump over a phone book sometimes. But then Nurkic will have these... Flashes like he came down the uh, the court yesterday. He'll dunk and over got a bowl, bowl, and, and caught a uh, caught a pass from Melo. The defender was coming. Nurk did like a nice up and over for the layup, and I was like, "That's a beautiful I, move." Yeah, like, I know exactly what you're so talking about. So he has yeah. like that athleticism that's almost like kind of kind of sneaky athletic. You know, yeah. like he's not he's not going to wow you. And then you got Hassan Whiteside, who is athletic yeah. and can make some of those you know really weird awkward dunks and stuff like that because he is so athletic. But it's just. It it doesn't matter. Like, that's what Javale McGee is. He's just an athletic freak. Like, yeah. If he weren't as athletic as he was, he wouldn't be in the league. Right. Right. He's, he's Javale McGee is not gr- great. And I th- he's 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 Mr. Shaq in a fool. <laughs> you know he's 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 not great. I feel so, like he's redeemed himself a bit over the years from that. And playing with the Warriors and the Lakers will do that. Yeah. You know, playing with but Steph Curry, his, over, his Wizard over there, days, absolutely. And Nugget you know, days. Yeah, yeah. We can't forget about those. You know, when when you, you it's it's easy to be pretty when you hang out with all the other pretty people yeah like it, just by association you're hot because you hang out with the other hot ones. yeah and you know when you're on your own it's like oh well oh not as hot not as hot as i, as I thought you know it's, it's there's a reason he only gets 15 to 20 minutes yeah absolutely but i mean i'm just looking at a team at this point in the blazers that outside of carmelo who's been really good these past couple games for the blazers game one Maybe not so much, but game two, he was right there for the Blazers. He was the only one that really showed up. He had a nice spurt in the third quarter last night. In I think he scored quarter, like 13. He, 13 points. He yeah. was he was uh, six for six from the field, and, you know, d- he, he carried the Blazers in the third quarter. But I've said this before, the Blazers are the anti-Golden State Warriors in the third quarter. Yeah. Where the Warriors surge and have this, like, this huge – you know, momentum boost, no matter if they're at home or away, like, you know, it's coming. The third quarter is going to come and it's like a brand new game to them. The Blazers is quite kind of the opposite. Like they come out there and you know, all the fans know that, okay, this is where the wheels fall off. And I'm just, I'm, I'm curious as to, as to why. Yeah. I, I think that the Blazers, you're seeing it right now with, you know, Zach Collins obviously being done for the year, but and say what you want about Zach Collins. He can play somewhat solid defense. I like him much more than Myers Leonard because at least he's down low in the paint offensively and defensively. Don't want him shooting as much threes as Myers. Uh, but in today's game, that's just going to happen with anybody. Everybody's trying to get a three-point game. But Zach Collins, that's a body right there. That's length, athleticism. That's six fouls. That's, that that's, that's seven rebounds. Yeah, that's, exactly. You know, that's that's yeah. something that you that you've taken away. And then also we got to remember Rodney hood wasn't a, uh, he, he could get those sneaky rebounds all of a sudden, like, you know, especially in big moments. And I think that's what you're just missing. You're missing something. Trevor Ariza. Right yeah. You're, you're missing mean, Trevor Ariza still. How much would you like to have him right now? That length and that defense yeah. from him. And, and so it's, it's just a lot of things that you're looking at, but I'm, I'm looking at the third quarter. I know we have to break, but like some of these numbers are, are it's, it's jarring. And this is kind of what keeps happening to the Blazers. And I think that's just the that's the reason they lose games. If there's any games the Blazers have lost, very seldom as it's been like I think the the Clipper game, yeah, it was close in the fourth, but they let them come back in the third. You know, and I think that was the where things fell off for them. There right. was the Boston game where they were I'm not sure if they were ever beating Boston at that point, but they, I knew it was close for they were down by like twenty four at one came, point. And they came back, you know. Yeah. So there there was that. So I'm not really gonna count that game. 
But this third quarter thing is this is crazy. Three for five from three pointers from uh three point for the Blazers. Man, not eight of fourteen for the Lakers. Eight of fourteen. Yep. The Lakers shot eight or fourteen three pointers, which is nuts to me. Dame two for uh two for four in the fourth quarter. You know, just two two three pointers and six points at that point. CJ two points. Nurkic one point or two points. Melo was great and he had the thirteen, but it was like nobody else came to play. And it was getting kind of frustrated. And that's when I, at points, I just have to turn the channel for a little bit. Yep. I can't, I can't watch this, man. Yeah, it got, I think, with like one minute in the fourth, it was inevitable what was going down. And that's when I kind of tapped out as well. Um, yeah, we're up against it. We'll we'll continue this. Again, we, there's a lot to, that has come out of this series and this game. And so, I mean, we're, like I said, we're probably spend the whole first hour on this. And um, we'll get back to the Blazers-Lakers series. What needs to happen? What we've noticed these last two games because they've been drastically different from game one. And, um, yeah, we'll continue that next on Sports Sunday on the Fan. But first, Sports Center update for you. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We're talking Blazers, Lakers. By the way, uh, Rashad, have you seen this uh, music video by chance? New Drake music video? Oh, Drake and uh, with the, at the shot at the headquarters? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, with a jet ski on the Lake Nike. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I haven't. Drake is so cool. <laughs> Yeah, right. I can see by your mannerisms over there yeah. that you strongly Drake believe in so that. cool. Like, it he's just, just, uh, he's just one of those guys like I'd love to hang out with. That video killed me because, A, they jet skied on the Lake Nike, which apparently is just full of geese poo. Yeah. <laughs> and just like. He doesn't care. It's Nike. <laughs> they probably just didn't tell him. Like, oh, yeah, it's totally clean. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't and- know. I'm, I mean, I li- I, okay. I'm <laughs> indifferent about it because I, I like Drake. I like a lot of his music. I'm not a big fan of him singing that bothers me you know no I, I hate it 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 drives me nuts but my big thing with drake is like for for hip-hop music if for no other genre of music only hip-hop music you're kind of credited on being authentic on being real i'm not saying being street or being from the hood or anything that doesn't matter right you have to be real being real means you're authentic and that you wrote the stuff that you're saying ah. I, I don't care if little dicky when he's rapping He's rapping his truth. That's fine because that's you being real. We're not asking you to be anything other than than real. And for me, when you have somebody else write your raps, not like writing R&B songs or writing country music or anything like that, man, when somebody is writing your raps, that's supposed to be your story. Country musicians write their own uh, songs, don't they? They do, but if they didn't, <laughs> but if they didn't, you wouldn't be frustrated by that because, you know, it's just supposed to be a beautiful song in most cases, right? So yeah. you're not really frustrated uh, by that, but as a you know, for people that do music, it's like I know a lot of dope and C's that man they should be on, and yet somebody that's not writing all their own stuff is the one that is on. That's the part that's like that's uh, back and forth. But he's a he's a talented artist, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. No, I mean listen, like I, I I can't hate good music is good music, like and like it, it sounds good, and that's why I don't I'll never say he's one of the greatest MCs, but as an artist, like uh, speaking of good music though. It was revealed that uh, Psy High the Prince, you ever heard of him? I have heard of Psy High. He's one of uh, Kanye's ghostwriters, and uh, 
I was uh, very happy to hear about that because Sci High is one of the more underrated MCs in the game, I think. I yes. love Sci High. Yes, I had Prince is super, super. And if you don't know who we're talking about, go ahead and YouTube some some freestyles or some ciphers and stuff like that. And Listen to his last album. This guy's pretty. He's, no he's, dope on Sundays. Yeah, he's 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 pretty legit. Love me some Sci High. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Drake. <laughs> That video was all, and then was basically like a Nike commercial. Kevin, he playing one on one with Kevin Durant, you know, in the <laughs> runs in the video runs you know, the so. weakest route on the field that I've ever seen. I don't know. Drake who... is not an athlete. Like he's, <laughs> wheel, never... <laughs> he's wheelchair Jimmy. Like he's dude from Degrassi. I mean, we can't forget this. Like, he, he wants to be an athlete yeah, so he, bad. He wants to be so. Remember when he played for Kentucky, <laughs> or when he's uh, warmed up come with them? On man, like. <laughs> Airballed the shot. Stop being a groupie, bro. Just be a rapper. It's all good. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised. I mean, yeah, he had KD, but it might have been a task to get get LeBron in the video. So let me ask you this. Toronto Raptors have Drake, who is the number one act in the world, quite possibly not named Beyonce. Right. You know, so or Chris Brown or whatever the case is. I hope not Chris Brown, but continue. Chris Brown's one of those guys, man. That's a whole different conversation. But Chris (laughs) Brown, he's definitely one of those guys. Man, what rapper would you like to endorse the Portland Trailblazers and be like the the Blazers guy? I'm. It's easy for me. I'm saying Amine. It's, yeah, he's he's I mean, so Portland. Everything about him, you know what I mean. He's from Portland, and but outside of him, is there another rapper that's like, man, if they were just you, just if they were a Blazer fan, like, yep, that's our that's our guy. I mean, I'm I'm just thinking of basically like my favorite rappers, but I'm, they've already like laid claim to certain teams. Like, I mean, like the like the Warriors have E40. You know, he's right. at every game. Obviously, Toronto has Drake. The Lakers have everyone. You know, <laughs> anybody that to, shows up. The, to the, the, game, the yeah. Knicks have you know the Jay or you know whomever that will show up to to those games. Atlanta has two chains. Like, you know, so who who would Portland's guy be? I mean, it would definitely have to be Amine. Now that he's got that national recognition over the years, I mean, he would. It's just a matter of uh, he's not on that same level as those guys just yet. Uh, of those yeah, people that no. you named, he's uh, he's, no, he's, he's not, up he's and coming, and he's gotten his name out there much more. He just released an album, but uh, yeah, he's not quite at the level of those guys. Because I mean, you just just named off some le- legends. Maybe not two chains, but two chains know. is dope. Don't 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 head on two chains. <laughs> Titty boy. Yeah, don't head on don't head on two chains. Oh, man. All right. But we were talking about the Blazers-Lakers. We've been talking about the Blazers-Lakers series because, um, you know, it's uh, starting to become a reality of, uh, you know, what we expected in the series. Going into it, everyone loved the Blazers' chances. I was firing off the hashtag Blazers in six leading up to the series. But and after game one, it seemed, you know, hey, they might got, got themselves a chance, but... You mentioned in the first or second segment, you know, they've they've basically they've expelled all their energy at this point. They've played eight playoff games, getting into the bubble. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, and this is something that we got to bring up uh, once again, is that Paul George, Gordon Hayward, when they had these similar injuries, they were eased back 20 minutes a game, you know, didn't really get full workloads until a few weeks into returning to the game. Yusuf Nurkic, while he's been ready since March because he was set to come back um, and play in March against, uh, I think it was like a Sunday against the Rockets, and then the league got shut down. So he was ready to go, and he, so, I mean, he was ready, but they threw him right into the thick of things to start this bubble. 30 minutes, 33 minutes, 35 minutes, you know, it was not easing him into anything and that's because the blazers needed to make the playoffs they wanted to make the playoffs they wanted that eight seed when you have a leader like damian lillard who said we're not going to waste our time up here 
they wanted to put forth their best effort to get into the playoffs. So hats off to them for doing that because they made it happen. They were behind the Grizzlies. They cut that gap. They got the play-in game. They beat them. They earned their spot to get to the playoffs, and they have earned everyone's respect to get there. And then they won game one. Um, but I think it was Anthony Slater of The Athletic. I was reading an article on it last night. He said he compared it to two cars on the highway. The Blazers are going 70 miles per hour. They've already, they expelled their NOS tank. They've, they are just pedal to the metal, and they're starting to run out of gas, whereas the Lakers in the bubble have been cooking around that 40, 50 miles per hour, and now they're starting to rev up a little bit more, as you see with LeBron displaying in his 17th damn year. Let me go get uh, 38 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists real quick. Uh, this is just two games after me getting, you know, 16 assists and noticing that, okay, I think I'm me and AD are going to have to basically shoulder the entire load because once you get the other Laker players just contributing enough and those guys dominating, that was the thing coming into the series. I was just kept saying, who who's who else is going to contribute in that team? But LeBron and AD, they seem to be enough at this point. Yeah, and, you know, it's unfortunate because the Blazers didn't have enough. And you would think, like, the Blazers, everybody else's is better than the Lakers, everybody else's. So when I'm looking at, um, you know, guys like Caldwell Pope, you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, uh, Gary Trent or, you know, even a, I guess Melo should play better than, than Caldwell Pope. And Melo did. Melo was great last night. But, you know, you can't get beat by guys like uh, Markeith Morris and, and Dwight Howard can't, and, and, and Caruso can't have 10 points on you. You know, that's just – those are things that are never, ever – going to help you as a team and yeah i'm just looking at a team that that that's gas but i'm not sure as to i understand as to why but you're not playing any back-to-backs you know you got games every other night which is i mean not a lot of rest but you're not going home you know so you're you're staying in the same spot you're not kicking it you're not partying you're not doing anything that would take away from you really really being able to get out there and compete and so i, I totally understand being tired but this is the this is what happens when you're a good team like the Lakers and you're in first place. You get to take it 40-50% going into the playoffs because you're not really as concerned with those games because you don't need them. The Blazers needed all those games. And so now they're at a point to where they've been playing high-level basketball for two and a half weeks. They're tired. They're 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 gassed of doing that. And even when they're just at right now, they're probably all in their you know hotel room, chilling, icing, you know, doing whatever they're supposed to do, resting, you know, trying to get their their minds right. But when you're playing again, LeBron James is special. I know we have to break, but man, it's important that we and nobody say this, breaks man. on like, time in this stage. I know, you know, I mean, but I mean, I'm just making sure people get paid. But good job, Le- good Le- job. Le- Le- LeBron James is special. There's there's a reason that he's compared to one other guy, two other guys. They compare him to Magic. They compare him to Michael. You know, there's that's 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 it. When you're on that list, you're on that level. Don't question the things that he's that he's able to do out there. He's it's magic. You know, that's just what he's able to do. Anthony Davis is one of the most athletic. Dude had six points in the first half. Six points in the first half. Finished with 29 and 11. Then hit six mid-range shots in the second really? half or something. Really? Anthony Davis in the third quarter uh, was was phenomenal for, for the Lakers. He woke all the way up. And that's the Lakers gave that game to Portland. No matter what you want to say, missed free throws, blo- uh, uh, turnovers, uh, blown layups. Like The Lakers tried their very best to hand the Blazers a two-to-one lead. And the Blazers, for the most part, were flat, you know, all night. 
I know we got to go, man. I don't, don't want to see me so many. I think Dame is becoming really, really reliant on the three-pointer. Understandably why, you know, you're shooting 45%. Like, yes, I get it. But the thing that makes Dame dangerous is when they start closing in on him and then he takes that dribble or the couple dribbles past you and he gets to the rim. Or if he doesn't get to the rim, he's getting the ball to somebody else that can knock that shot down. I'm seeing him become really, I don't want to call it hero basketball, but that's kind of what you're starting to see from Dame. When your team gets down, just like, get out of the way and let me do it. And sometimes, man, I need you to make a play and not pull up. Right. And uh, I think you're just also seeing the fact that this is just much different playing a series uh, against the Lakers who are so lengthy on defense. You got Dame, CJ, and everybody that matches up against them, long arms, lengthy defenders. And I think that's just been a problem for them as well. I mean, also look at Gary Trent Jr. He hasn't scored over 10 points. And granted, I know he's got quite the defensive assignment when he's on the floor. They've got him Dean up LeBron out there in game one and game two. And so it's, it's becoming a problem. Again, they expelled the gas tank in game one. They got the win, like you said, to basically shut everyone up, get some respect on their name. But now you're starting to see the tides turn, and we even heard it in the call-in promo. It's like Lakers have been cruising in this bubble. They know what they got. They got the one seed. They know what they have to do. And so they've been resting, chilling. They have nothing to prove. No, LeBron and AD, they didn't even play 30 minutes in game two when they cruised to that 23, 24-point victory. So it's – it's a wake-up call these last two games. If game two wasn't a wake-up call, last night was even more so because you saw the the fatigue and the stamina starting to wane down on this Blazers team. So we'll finish up this Blazers-Lakers talk. Um, and then I got I also want to talk about the first round of the playoffs because I think it's time for a change with the, uh, the first round and how we approach the matchups and the games there. So we'll finish up hour one next on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That's all right, Sports Sunday with Joe and Rashad today. Mike will be back tomorrow with primetime and next week with us on Sports Sunday. And talk about Blazers, Lakers here. And someone on the text line made a good point. We'll see if I can try and uh, group all these texts together. It's because so, it's for, so confusing sometimes with the long texts. Because they come in, I'm sure they come in the right way when the person is texting. And then it just comes in like all jumbled. 50 different ways. So exactly. you have to try to figure it out like a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. So they said, um, I know this is really not the topic of discussion right now, but I'm curious to hear the thoughts and ideas about reimagining what home court advantage means without fans in the stands teams aren't incentivized to do anything more than make the playoffs on ours they've clinched a spot it doesn't matter if the hires if you're the higher seed or not no fans no advantage no home court advantage who cares if you get game seven at home man it doesn't matter and it's- that's the thing that i think is real. i mean don't you think the blazers could have uh, benefited from a game three at home in the moda center even a game four it right could've. now it could have but that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is the best team and i think this is one of those things and in, in this setting you're going to see the best team win. You know, you're not yep. going to – you don't – Yeah. Go, playing in, when they played at Oracle, playing in front of that crowd was crazy. And it was intimidating. You know, everybody's in gold and their sound's going and, man, it's, it's hyphy in there. And, like, every time they make a shot like that place erupts, man. The, the Moda Center can be just like that, man. Our core arena was like that for a long time with the cowbells and 
all type of stuff, man. Yes, home court absolutely matters to people. It's a, especially think about this. If you got to go to Denver, mile high, like if you've never been to Denver, like as soon as you land, like your head feels weird. Like, right. Oh, that's, that's a little strange. Like <laughs> having played basketball in Denver, it feels like the ball just kind of hangs in the air just a little while longer. So it's different when you go there. Already it feels, feels different. So to be in one spot, not have to, uh, worry about travel, not have to do and You're going to see the best, like an AAU tournament. You're going to see the best team come out there and win. We had somebody here that says the Blazers aren't as far away as we think they are. I think they are. I think they are as far as far away as we believe they are. Like Carmelo, we know is good, but Carmelo is not going to be a, he's not going to be a fixture here with the Blazers for the next few years. I think we know that. Melo yeah. here is, he's 36, uh, He's he's not or thirty seven at this point. Like he's not going to be like a cornerstone of the Blazers as they get ready to build for something great. He might be here for another year, but after that, it's a wrap. Like yes, they they need another guy. They need another star, or, and and or not even another star, but another guy that can really man help them win. Because you're not going to beat LeBron and Anthony Davis, and I'll be real, you're not going to beat the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. No, and it, it, it's it's just. It's just one of those things. The Western Conference is just so tough and so thick. And don't let Donovan Mitchell get a running mate that's not Gobert, somebody that can actually score from the wing or from the post. Like, it'd be a wrap at that point. So it's the Blazers need another guy, you know, because if, if the Blazers, if the CJ and Dame aren't making threes, if those things aren't falling, where are you? Right. 100%. Where, where's, where's this team? And you're you know, not – and that's the that's the that's the the main thing. Like, yes, Nurkic changes a lot of things, and as a big man, but you see sometime when Nurkic is not able to be in the game, and even when he is in the game, and like he can't keep up with more athletic bigs, he's sitting on the bench, and Zach Collins is in there. Right. Yeah. It, like it's tough right now. <laughs> it, it, that's what happens when you get to play the number one seed. You yeah. Get, I mean, efficiencies exposed. Do I think they can still beat the Lakers? Yes. And the reason I still think they can beat the Lakers is because they have better shooters than them. Yeah. Because outside of their main two guys, which are two of the, the top five guys in the league, one of them top two in the league, it's it's going to be tougher. But I think all, all around, man, they have a better team. Like the Lakers are just, they're imposing their will with their star players. And right now, the and that's not that the Blazers aren't. CJ and Dame have played, well, CJ and Dame played really well yesterday. You know, they did exactly what they could do. Nurkic was nowhere to be found. Gary Trent was nowhere to be found. Melo stepped in, but what you know, that that was good for for the Blazers. They needed that. Whiteside has been kind of in, ineffective. Like I don't think I don't think uh what is it uh what is it? Gabriel? Oh, Wenyan Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel. I, I mean he, he scored. He's a yesterday. body in six fouls, man. I mean you that's know, that's what he basically is. Anthony at this point. Simons is just in the game for what? Yeah. Like, in the game for what? This, like it's, This is where you look. I mean, like I said, say what you want about Zach Collins. That's at least a body, lengthy defender. Trevor Ariza, again, it would be nice to probably have him have that just depth, that extra person coming off the bench that can give you some competent play. Um, because, again, I mean, like, Anthony Simons, he's too young to be out there right now. Nazir Little, he's, I don't, dehydrated. Um, it's bizarre right now. Um, and it's been a, it's been a rude awakening these last couple of games, but, um, I mean, kind of getting to the point of the texture with the home court advantage and what we're seeing this year, granted, I think this should be going forward, but I think you should have done a five game first round series this year in the playoffs. Absolutely. 
And I think that is. I think they should go back to five games anyway for the first round. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. seven games is too many. They should have done we it for this year alone just so that way they can get through these playoffs a little bit quicker, get people back home and, you know, Honestly, wrap, wrap this up. But again, we, it's like. Do we need to see Boston beat up on no, Philadelphia we, again today? We've seen them do it three times in a row yeah, now. Do we need to see that? No, I don't think so. I think we don't need a, a fourth game is just kind of an insult. Exactly. You know, especially when you're going to get swept or something like the fourth game is is kind of an insult. Like, the Raptors just, are a 13 point favorite on the Nets today. And and I think I think a best of five series creates more urgency. Like when, you have, yeah. when you have a best of seven series, man, it's easy to say, oh, man, you know, we lost the first two games, but it's not over. Got we the get, feel we out gotta, game. You know, we're going to go home and we're going to get two on our own. No, like you lose that first game, man, you're a third of the way done. Like, hey, no, we next game is a must win because we can't go down 2-0. Like that's the way those first to five or those best of five series used to be. And I wish the NBA would bring those back. I totally understand wanting more money in the, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of coin if you go to the seventh game in the first round, right. you know. But, man, just the, it's, it's, it's unwatchable basketball. Like nobody's going to watch this game with uh, Boston and Philly today. No, I mean nobody's it, gonna watch this game. It's been and granted, Philly kept things interesting the other day, but again, you're looking at a three zero series hole right now. If you're in bead, man, you got to get out of there. Yeah, you got to get out of there. It, it's rough right now. Yeah, like you got to get out of there. That's, again, that's not a that's not a great situation. Again, with the Raptors and Nets, it's like, do we really need to risk injury to see the Raptors? blow out the nets again no we don't i mean granted good for the magic like the blazers they got that game one win but the bucks they've been imposing their will the last two games and it's just like all right we kind of see where this is going say what you want about the blazers lakers as much as i want to see the blazers put up a fight force a game seven again i think we've got this rude awakening the last two games where it's like all right i think we know where this is going but but also with the blazers i'll say this we haven't seen them play their best since game one True. You know, so poor shooting, poor shooting. Like, I mean, guys that we've been so used to seeing show up, haven't Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Hasn't been there. Nurkic hasn't been there, you know, so you're, those are pretty, those have become really key guys to the rotation and, or obviously Nurk, but Gary Payton or Gary Payton, Gary Trent Jr. Be nice to have Gary Payton right now. It would be nice to have the glove (laughs) on the team, Uh, but Gary Trent Jr. I'll take him at however old he is right now. And again, he can play defense for about seven minutes (laughs) in the league and be done. I'm but, pretty sure Udonis Haslam is still on the heat. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure Gary Payton can give yeah, us some minutes. No, Gary Payton, no. Gary Payton's not giving you any minutes right now. <laughs> he, he, Me and GP are shaped the same, you know, right now. So he's not giving you That's true. any. Yeah, he's not giving you any NBA <laughs> minutes at this point. That, but Gary Trent Jr., we absolutely need him to give the Blazers some significant minutes because if he doesn't, then they're going to – that. where's that shooting? Well, what We was, need that shooting from the first seven, six or seven games that he played in because right now they're getting – the, the Lakers are making more three-point shots than the Blazers. Yeah. That's a problem. And that, it, I mean, that wasn't the case in the bubble with the Blazers. And, again, leading up to this, I said, who who scares me outside of LeBron and AD? Who's going to nail three-pointers? Danny Green has not been Danny Green when it comes to three-point shooting at all. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he's caught on the last few games. But, basically, as long as LeBron and AD are doing work, they just need those guys to do just enough in order to get these wins. Um, and you're seeing it. I mean, it, like I said, this has all been somewhat of a rude awakening to Blazers fans, people watching these games, and as much as they want to give Blazers all the chances in the world, you're starting to see the greatness of LeBron and Anthony Davis take over in this series. It's a bummer, but it's, uh, like you said, this is the perfect format to really show who the best team is and why they're the best. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that um, 
we're going to get to some NFL next because we are like, this is what's been wild to me about these COVID days is that things creep up and we are just like, what, two, three weeks away from NFL games. And they just had a very interesting day when it comes to their COVID-19 tests. And to me, it leaves things a a lot in question for uh, how they're going to approach things going forward. So we'll get to the NFL. Earl Thomas might be on the move. No, he's released. <laughs> yeah, I just saw the message across the newswire, huh? Yeah, he's released. Look they at you, released him. Look at you breaking news. Well, you know, you know, that's what we get to do here, <laughs> Sports Sunday. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to that as well. NFL, we got hater to love it, and we'll wrap things up at the end of the hour. But uh, yeah, let's get to the NFL COVID nineteen testing and all that fiasco. Coming up next, hour two, Sports Sunday on Ten Eighty The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.